Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Hello, welcome. Welcome back. It's day five of 2022. Well, not when you're hearing this, but as we're recording this. This is all just assuming that we make it past the fifth day of the year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? If 2021 was any indication, perhaps we'll just spontaneously combust as a planet. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, on a lighter note, uh, this is a podcast called This Is Gonna Sound Weird, a podcast where we tackle all things true crime, paranormal, and everything in between. Each week we have a different theme. Taylor, what's our theme this week? This week, our theme is Norse mythology. Yes, and if you don't know what Norse mythology is, it is basically uh, like Viking mythology, like Germanic gods. I'm quite excited about it. Um, I had a AP world history teacher in high school who was just obsessed with any sort of thing to do with Norse mythology. So he always would tell us stories. Um, I don't know what that really, I mean, I guess it kind of had to do with the curriculum but he had a habit of just like talking about his life and not really you know teaching us but you know what here I am and I have a lot of random facts so let's get into it I feel that at my school we focus mostly on uh, Greek mythology because my school is like a classical they said they gave us a classical education which includes logic rhetoric basically what you would learn if you were a student of, like, Socrates back in the day. So it's a lot of Greek-inspired. Um, also, if I sound weird, it's because I have a tickle in my throat, so Sydney had to take over the intro because I was almost on the precipice of death back here with my water bottle. That's true. Um, I was watching her on Zoom, and all I could think of was, man, I hope Brandon can call 911 because I don't know how I'm going to explain what's happening. Also, even before COVID, I have an internalized fear of coughing. I don't have the vid, by the way. Uh, but I have an internalized fear of coughing. Uh, because, you know, in class as a little kid, I hated it when people coughed in class. And I thought if I coughed in class, people were going to think I was nasty. So, you know, you're sitting there holding in your cough. There's tears running down your face. But then by the time where you actually do have to let it out, there's no other option. It comes out like a fucking monster has just been released out of your body and it disrupts everyone and everything yes it's just like when you have a piece of popcorn kernel stuck in your throat and you're trying to play it cool yeah you're trying to play it cool but in your head you're like i'm dying this i am dying and then like you're like do i stick my finger down my throat <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> do i just kind of like gag silently <laughs> I always stick my finger down my throat because you got to get it out. You do. You do eventually have to get it out. Also. Now, I'm going to switch. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. You can go first. All right. I'm just going to switch gears on the topic a little little quickly. I have started to watch, and I'm a little late to the game. I'm not going to lie. I have started to watch a show called The Outsider. Not to be confused with The Outsiders. Hmm. The Outsider. It is on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, I highly recommend you watch it. It's based on a Stephen King novel. Okay. It's very good. I... It's like 
based in this small town because all of Stephen King's novels are based in a small town. And it's basically like this little kid gets murdered and you think it's going to be a, you know, real quick open and shut case. But obviously it's not. It's good. I highly recommend. I do have HBO Max, uh, so I may watch it. Anything to not do my homework. Um, Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it. I feel like I've heard of it maybe on My Favorite Murder. They've talked about it. I don't really know. They talk about a lot of HBO stuff. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl for sure. Um, yeah, I highly recommend. Y'all, you know, if you watch it, slide in my DMs. Let's talk about it. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, so please, no spoilers. You know, if you're going to slide in my DMs, say, hey, what episode are you on? Just to kind of get a vibe check. Uh, and then we'll talk. Yeah, similar, but not the same. What I was going to say, last night, I watched the uh, movie Encanto. You know, that little animated movie. You seen it? You seen people talk about that? It's a, no, a little that is. animated movie on Disney+. Plus. Um, I've seen it on TikTok. People had been talking about, like, I look like this one girl. There's this really strong, like, girl in the movie. Um, and they were like, I look like this girl. And I'd heard the music, apparently, so I watched it. I would recommend. I thought it was cute. It was a good movie. Uh, Brandon walked in while I was watching it. He was like, what are you watching, cartoons? And I was like, no, it is an animated film. But, uh, oh, yeah, I ha- I have seen, you know, promotions for this, but I have not watched it. But it the characters look, you know, like it might have been written by the same person that wrote Coco. And I yeah. really liked Coco. That's if why I watched, watched Coco. It. You should watch it. That's why I watched it. It was a similar vibe. I don't know. So Coco was in Mexico, right? It was set in Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. Encanto, I don't know if, or I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I don't know if it was set in Mexico. It might've been set in like Colombia. Uh, but mm-hmm. either way, it does have the same vibe, which is why I watched it. Cause I really liked Coco. Um, I did cry a little bit, not as much as Coco. Uh, so don't have to worry. You won't cry that much. Um, but yeah, watch it. It was a cute, it was a cute film. I will Thank show God, it to my kids I one day. Probably bawled my eyes out. I bawled my eyes out during Coco. I'm not oh, going to lie. But yeah. Anyways. You you have to. It's, if it's a Pixar film, you have to. Yes, this or one you will get arrested when you leave the theater. Yeah, this one is set in Colombia, so it's a good movie. It's a cute movie. It kept my attention, and we know I can barely watch a movie, so that's saying a lot. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'll give it a whirl. You give Outsider a whirl. I'll give this movie a whirl. Okay, we'll come back. Okay, and now. Let's switch gears. Okay. Let's get into the topic at hand. Norse mythology. So, this week, I am doing my story on Jorblingander. I believe that is how you pronounce it. I googled it. And, a disclaimer, I'm going to use a lot of words that are not American. So, (laughs) plus, do not roast me in the comments. So, my sources, norsepathology.org, wikipedia, and skjalden.com. So, Jormungandr, also known as the Great Beast or the Midgard Serpent, is the feared snake or dragon that encircles the realm of Midgard, which is the Germanic word for Earth. 
The Beast is one of the three children of Loki, the Norse god of mischief, and the, I believe it's Jantress. So basically she's like a giant, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say not mistress, but you know, she like a, like an heiress or something, like a giant heiress. Yeah, when I, yeah, when I was going um, through it, they would describe the ladies, you know, like the, they would just describe them as maidens. I don't really know. Like a giant maiden. A giant maiden (laughs) named Angorbada. So, when Jormungandr was first born, it was actually quite small. It was so small it could fit in your hands. Oh. However, (laughs) I know it's kind of (laughs) cute. It's kind of like a gremlin. You're like, oh my god, that's so cute. And then it gets wet and it fucking eats you. It's funny. Brandon's been calling me a gremlin with this uh, voice I've had, so... Wow. Have you been in my head? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I hate to hate that this came out this way, but I've been in your head for a while. Do you? However, Odin, the god of war, saw how dangerous Jormungandr would become and decided to throw it into the sea. And there, it actually learned to thrive and eventually grow so big that it was able to surround the entire earth and bite its own tail. Oh. So basically, think about the equator, but the equator is just a big ass snake. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. Quite large. Quite, I'd say so. Norman Gondor had two siblings Hel, who is the queen of the realm of the dead, and it is said that anyone who dies from an illness, age, or is considered a coward or dishonorable by the gods will end up in Hel's realm of Helham. Therefore, in the Viking Age, it is believed that if you didn't die in battle, you would simply go to Hell. Mm-hmm. Which I found interesting because I feel like, you know, as we discussed in previous episodes or in our holiday episodes, we talked about how, like, the what we do for Christmas, which is considered a Christian holiday... You know, we took a lot of our traditions from the Vikings and pagans, like the Christmas tree and the Yule log. So I thought that was interesting that, you know, the belief of hell, you know, might have, you know, or at least the word might have stemmed from that. Yeah. And actually, right before we recorded, I started watching just like a little short, like crash course video on like Norse mythology or whatever. And it brought up hell, like the Norse hell but it said that it pretty much is just like, it basically was like, yeah, it's pretty similar to your life on Earth. Like, it's not too different, you know? It's just kind of like you're going to another world. It's, uh, but I guess the Christians took it more like, no, it's not similar. You will burn up in the fiery pits of hell. So, if I'm being honest, I really hope I go to the Norse version of hell if that ever happens to me. Because, I mean, it would just kind of be like a normal day, it seems like. Yeah, and it kind of, from my understanding of this version of hell, it reminds me more of, like, the Hades underworld, where it's not necessarily bad. Like, you don't suffer. It's just, it's just where you go when you die. It's just You just sort of hang out there, you and the other ghost. Yeah, you just don't get, like, all that gold and silver, you know? It's like when the smart kids get to pizza party at school and you still got to stay in class. Uh, you just going to stay in class. You just don't get a pizza party. 
you go to hell, you don't get a pizza party. That shitty pizza party. Tragic. <laughs> Tragic. So, your Mungander's other sibling is Fenner, the devourer who was basically a huge ass wolf who was responsible for killing Odin during Ragnarok and whose children spent every second until Ragnarok chasing the sun and the moon across the sky. Mm-hmm. When they finally catch the sun and the moon at Ragnarok, they swallow them, leaving the world to turn into darkness. During this time, earthquakes would erupt, mountains would collapse, and trees would be torn by their roots. Which, uh, you know, no that thing. don't sound I'm very out, fun out. to me. <laughs> you know, in every religion, the end of the world is always terrible. That is one thing it has in common. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't want my mom to sign the permission slip for me to attend the end of the world. Um, no. I'm going to stay home that day. Uh, yeah, I'd like to stay home that day. Thanks. Thanks. That being said, the three siblings have no relationship with each other and instead roam in separate places of the world. Now, Jormungandr's enemy is Thor, the god of thunder. There are actually many stories of the two battling, and in the poem of the Thor's journey to Utgard, which is the land of the giants, when Thor arrives at the castle of Utgard, he is told by the ruler that he can only stay if he can perform one of the three feats. And this is actually one of the stories that my AP World, or sorry, my AP World History teacher in high school would tell us, um, specifically the first feat. He was really interested in that one. The first feat was a drinking contest, which Thor was confident he could win easily. Hell yeah. Thor was to empty a large horn full of mead. However, Loki, the god of mischief, had connected the horn to the ocean, meaning Thor was drinking directly from the sea. Mm. Thor would end up failing his feet as he could not drink the entire ocean. However, he still drank enough that the sea level dropped. Yikes. In the second feat, Thor was to lift a large gray cat. However, illusions that Loki had performed made the giant snake Jormungandr appear as a cat. So no matter how hard Thor tried, he was not able to lift the cat. In the final feat, Thor was to fight a very old woman named Eli. This should be easy. I mean, Thor is the mighty god of thunder. He could take a little old lady, right? Wrong. Loki once again used illusions, and Thor was in fact fighting old age, with the name Eli in Old Norse translating to old age and seeing as no one can defeat old age thor's last feat was a failure damn 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 you know eli that's quite that's quite poetic that is very poetic and the fact how does how does eli spelled e-l-l-i okay because i got people in my family and their middle name's eli uh you know, if they knew that meant old age, I don't know if they would have used that. But I still like it. Which maybe that's from the Bible. I couldn't say. Don't come at me. 
I believe Eli, I mean, I'm assuming that your family probably named it after someone in the Bible because Eli is a, a word, for, a name from the Bible. But you know what? Depending on how it's spelled, it could just mean old age. Okay. Now, Thor's first real encounter with Jorbungandr happened on a fishing trip. Thor wanted to go catch something huge, essentially. So Thor's friend, Hymir, took him to this place where he had, in the past, caught a whale. However, Thor insisted on going further out into the ocean, so far that they couldn't see land. He places a large ox head on a hook and threw it into the water. Soon his line began to pull, and Thor began pulling in Jormungandr to the ocean's surface. When Jormungandr saw Thor, it immediately tried to desperately escape. Spitting poison and causing huge waves as it thrashed, but Thor wouldn't let go. When Thor went to grab his hammer to kill the snake, Hymir, terrified that capturing the serpent will bring an end to Ragnarok, or will bring Ragnarok, you know, to fruition, and in turn, ending the world. He quickly cut the line, and Jormungandr disappeared to the depths of the ocean. Damn. I know. I know he was pissed. My dad is an avid fisherman, and there ain't nothing worse than a fisherman when his line snaps. Uh. Lord. They'd be making up cuss words. Oh. So I can only imagine the God of Thunder. Damn. Finally, this brings us to Ragnarok. What we've been hearing so much about. Mm-hmm. Which, as I kind of touched on before, is the end of the world. One of the signs that Ragnarok is approaching is the violent unrest of the sea as Jormungandr releases his tail from its mouth. Oh. This causes the sea to flood and Jormungandr to flat thrash onto the land, where he meet or sorry, it meets Thor on the beaches of Vigrod. The two battle and Thor eventually kills Jormungandr, but ends up dying, having been poisoned by the serpent's deadly venom. Dang. So double homicide. <laughs> it is double homicide. Jormungandr since has appeared in marvel comics obviously i mean thor is a pretty big avenger as well as in the video game god of war final fantasy and the manga series your mongondo if y'all are interested in it now to me and i don't know i you know i can't get confirmation on this it, the basilisk in harry potter looks very similar to the renderings of Jormungandr. So I'd be interested to know if someone, you know, working on Harry Potter, you know, was really interested in Norse mythology. But that is the story of uh, Jormungandr. Mm. I'm out on that. Snakes freak me out, especially one that wraps his whole ass body around the entire world. It eats his own tail. It's not like he just sitting there biting on his own tail for all of eternity. Until he gotta let go. Yeah. It's like when a dog catches its tail and it don't know what to do. It just sort of like... It's like, oh, now sits. what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I saw that on a TikTok a while ago and it interested me. 
if y'all know what I'm talking about, it's those TikToks where it's like, yo, yeah. <laughs> and then it has something like that. Uh-huh. Yep. I've been seeing those a lot. It'll be like, when I say I'm scared of spiders, this isn't what I mean. And then it's like a bunch of cute spiders or whatever. And then it'll be like, this is what I mean. And it's like the scariest spiders you've ever seen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. that's also like the belief which you know like in like thailand and stuff where they th- believe that like huge snakes once existed and like in the mountains you can see like fossils or like like rocks that look like giant snakes and you're like mm, is this a fossilization of a big ass serpent i believe Maybe. it probably if dinosaurs existed i know some of them dinosaurs was just big ass snakes like massive ones uh, and I'm out on that. I'm completely out on that. Yeah, I'm out on that. I've seen Anaconda mm-hmm. starring Ice Cube and uh, J-Lo. And I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the Marvel stuff because I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I do not watch Marvel. And I do know that a lot of these characters are in the Marvel thing. So if y'all are out here wondering... Why aren't they talking more about Marvel? At least on my end. Um, unfortunately, I do not watch it. And I also do not care. I have watched them. And I enjoy them. But, like, I'm by no means... Like, I ain't got to watch all the movies. There are there are certain Marvel movies I probably will never see. And now they got all these Disney Plus shows. And it's just become too much for me. I did watch WandaVision. It was good. I would recommend it. Um, but yeah, I just sort of, if I see one that catches my eye, I'd like to see the new Spider-Man. I've heard it's good. I think Tom Highland and, um, Zendaya are real cute together, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Also, I have seen Thor Ragnarok recently mm-hmm. and I did find it interesting that they had the character of Helen or Helena or Helen Hell. Um, as the daughter of Odin, when actuality is the daughter of Loki. Thought that was kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Somebody didn't do their research, or they just didn't care. They just be going off book. Yep. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, you you are welcome. Now, I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Okay, I will be talking to you today about Odin. Ever heard of him? Probably. So Yeah, I did. I mentioned him in yeah. my story a couple times. I was trying to see if you were listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. <laughs> Got me. Got me. So, these are my sources. Britannica.com. I used the Frig, Odin, and Valhalla page. All that's interesting.com. Eight Norse gods with stories you'll never learn in school by Mark Oliver. Worldhistory.org. The Odin page. Wikipedia.com. I used the Valhalla page. NorseMythology.org, Odin's Discovery of the Runes by Daniel McCoy. So, Odin is the principal god of Norse mythology. He is the god of the gods. And he's also sometimes referred to as Woden or Woden or Wotan. And fun fact, the modern English word Wednesday, I was about to say Wednesday because that's how I say it in my head to spell it. You have to, or else you will not spell it correctly. <laughs> yeah, so the word Wednesday actually traces its origins back to the day of Woden from Old English. So, you know, 
Very fun. So Odin is often seen, if you ever see him, wearing a hat. It's got like wings on it. He has a cloak. He has a long beard. And he only has one eye. And he is always seen holding a spear. Now, while it's difficult to determine his exact role in nature and mythology, um, there's the generally recognizable role, which is just that he's like the ruler of all the gods. And he's obviously a part of probably almost every story or a lot of stories. But I'm just going to be speaking on more of his like most known characteristics and stories that are like all about him. Yeah, which I've always thought of him kind of as like the Viking equivalent of uh, like Zeus. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. So, the Vikings believe that Odin is the god that created the world, and they believe that he created the world by uh, killing this other god named Ymir. And so he was a god that Odin had killed, and the Vikings assumed that Odin took this god's skull, and the skull was the um, sky, and that the earth was the god's dead body. And so, based on this, the oceans would be the dead god's blood, the mountains were his bone, and the clouds in the sky were his brains, which I just found very interesting. (laughs) Just, we're living in one whole dead body. (laughs) We're living in a corpse. Yep. That's why it stinks sometimes. (laughs) So... Odin lives and rules over Asgard, which is the dwelling place of the gods in Norse mythology. And one source said, you know, it's similar to Mount Olympus in Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. He was the greatest and most powerful of all the Norse gods and is the ruler of Valhalla. And Valhalla is the palace where warriors will go when they die. So basically... When you die, you either, like you said, you go to hell or you go to Valhalla. But the only way you get to Valhalla is if you die in battle. And, uh, which is funny. I was on one of my, like, witch TikTok or Facebook pages the other day. And I saw, like, a meme and it was like, would you know you can only get to Valhalla, like, in battle. So when you're in hospice, you throw a juice box at your caretaker right before you die. (laughs) Hell yeah. Throw down a gauntlet. Yeah. By gauntlet, I mean juice. Yeah. So, you know, Valhalla seems like a pretty cool place. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would want to go there, but when Vikings die in battle, this is where they go. And it is known as this huge, majestic hall. And it's located up where the gods live. It's a palace covered in shields, and the warriors just feast. They feast on boars that they slaughter each day. They drink liquor that flows from the udders of a goat. And they just fight each other and battle each other every day. <laughs> yeah, can I get some of that good goat, goat liquor. liquor? Yeah, that part. Can I get some of that goat liquor on the rocks? Yeah, you know. Shaken, not stirred. I had never heard of that before, but I was reading and I was like, udders of a goat, what the fuck? But that's what it said. And honestly, I just picture like a massive goat but like only the goat's back end so no head the goat's back end is just kind of sticking out of the wall and they just going over there kind of like a tap yeah yeah uh yeah but but see if you go there you gotta fight every day and i'm just not a fighter so I, i probably wouldn't do well there but you know the warriors all go to valhalla and they go here because they have to stay here until ragnarok 
or Doomsday, because once this day comes, the warriors that are in Valhalla will march out of the 540 doors of the palace, and they will go to fight alongside their god Odin against, it said the giants, but I'm going to assume just all the bad shit that happens when Doomsday comes. So it seems to me like Odin wants to keep his warriors close to him. So when that day comes, he's like, all right, everybody round up, let's go. You can't, you can't have them too far away. Um, now, back to Odin himself. So, he's described as an extremely wise and one-eyed old man. And he's not only known as the god of war, he's also known as the god of poetry, the god of the dead, god of runes, and the god of magic. And in most versions of the story, Odin is married to Frigg or Freya. I don't know if it's the same as Freya. I believe it is, but I'm not gonna say for show. Um, but she is the promoter of marriage and fertility. And it's thought for sure that Balder is the son of both Odin and Frigg. However, Odin is often portrayed as a womanizer and he has other sons. And I'm not completely sure which ones are all between him and Frigg. But his other sons are Thor, Vali, Himdal, Tyr, Bragi, Vidar, and Hodor. I probably said those all completely wrong, but let's be honest. Who can say? I know you said Thor correctly, so good yeah. good job on that. That's the only one I recognize, so yeah. Now, while Odin is the god of war, and you picture him, you know, he's going out there, he's fighting, he's doing all that. He's not really depicted as this huge grizzly warrior. Uh, he leaves that job to Thor. Um... So Thor is the fighter, but when war is being prepared, Odin would be called upon and he would go out to bring advice to the warriors before battle and he would bring them gifts for the war. And in some of the southern and western Germanic stories, Odin was actually the one who would basically decide who wins the battles. Um, so who the winners and the losers are. And so, you know, I don't really know if he like watches it all go down and he's like, y'all win, y'all don't. Um, but that's kind of what it made it seem like. But when his warriors would die in battle, he would have his Valkyries, who are his warrior women, to go out and grab the bodies of the fallen warriors and bring them up to Valhalla to drink that nice goat liquor. <laughs> yeah. Hope you ain't lactose intolerant. And honestly, if I was a warrior, I would just hope that I die in battle and I ain't got to go back out and do that again. Because I'm ready to go to Valhalla. I tell you what, goat liquor, eating all day, fighting each other, but you can't die. I mean, shit. Now, do you think that you only can do a physical fight? Because I just don't think I would enjoy, like, you know, a battle every time. But, you know, maybe a good verbal altercation. I think you're going to have to get stabbed with the sword or get your head chopped off. That's that's going to be my thoughts. Yeah. I don't think. A, because also you got to die. Um, so I don't think if a verbal altercation leads to death, I don't know if a heart attack from the stress of a verbal altercation is going to get you there. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, so honestly, if I that's happening, so though. passionate in this argument. Look, if you feel yourself having a heart attack, just tell the person that you're arguing with to stab you in the heart. And then you can say you died in battle. Maybe when you get to, uh, you know, when them ladies come out and start dragging everybody off the field, you can make your case to them and see if they'll take you with them. Uh, this is pure speculation. That's I didn't read idea. this nowhere. Uh, but 
because of Odin's connection with war, he also has a natural connection with dead, uh, with the dead, sorry. He is often known as the leader of the Wild Hunt, which is a large and old Germanic cult, which is centered around the myth of an army of the dead who ride on the storms. I didn't see nothing more about that, but it just sounded interesting. Uh, now, like I said earlier, Odin is also the god of poetry, runes, and magic. Um, and this is because uh, he has an extensive knowledge of the runes and the magic that they contain. And he is the most knowledgeable and wise gods there is. Uh, he's known as a relentless seeker of knowledge and wisdom, and he will do anything to gain more wisdom. And the fact that he has only one eye demonstrates this about himself um, because it's said that he sacrificed his other eye in the search for more wisdom. But, you know, in most of the pictures I see of him, I don't know if I just don't look close enough, but I always thought he had two eyes, but I guess he don't. Um, I'm gonna have to look more closely. Now, Odin is the one who discovered the runes. And I'll describe what the runes are later, but... If you practice like kind of more modern like witchcraft, a lot of people will use like tarot cards, obviously, and then people will use rune stones, and then rune stones come mm -hmm. from this. I actually have a set of rune stones that I made myself out of like a uh, sea glass that I found. Um, I don't know how to use them very well. I need to research them more because honestly, they're a little bit more easy to use, I think, than tarot cards. But either mm -hmm. way. If y'all know something about the rune stones, this is kind of how they came to be. So the runes are written letters that are used by the Norse and Germanic people, and they were adopted before the Latin alphabet. So the runes are basically symbols of some of the most powerful forces in the cosmos. They allow a person to access, interact with, and influence the world with the forces that the runes symbolize. So... When Odin was seeking to discover these runes, he was looking for a way to uncover this strong system of magic within the world. So you may be wondering, well, how did he discover them? Well, you have to start with the cosmos themselves. So at the center of the Norse cosmos is the great tree of Yggdrasil. And the upper branches of that tree cradle Asgard, which is where all the gods live. And um, the tree grows from the well of Yurd or Erd, which is like a pool that holds all of the most powerful beings and forces in the cosmos. So it's like a tree grown out of this big old pool of water, I, I picture. And so among mm -hmm. these beings that live in this pool of water are the Norns, and they are these very keen maidens who create the fates of all other beings in the world. So the Norns shaped the fates of everybody else in the world by carving the runes into the trunk of the tree. And the symbols carry the intentions throughout the tree, subsequently affecting everything in the nine worlds. So it kind of, when I was watching that video, it kind of seems like this tree is at the center and then there's all these different worlds that shoot off from this tree. And so I almost, I didn't, I didn't put all the different worlds in here, but it's like one world is like hot and burning up and one's like really cold. And then you got this up here. So they think, I almost think maybe they think, I don't know if they think the earth is like this or it's like it's like this tree is just like in the center of it all and so these girls are at the bottom in this pool of water pulling the strings so 
Now, the Norns were carving these runes into the tree, and Odin was watching them do this because obviously he is at the top of this tree just watching down. And he was like, I really want to know how they're doing this and what this means. He really envied their powers and their wisdom, and he was like, I'm going to figure out what these runes mean. So, now, the runes didn't just reveal themselves to anyone. So, I guess, like, if you go down there and you're like, hey, can I look at this tree and look at these runes? The runes are like, no, you can't. Uh, so you have to prove yourself for them to reveal their magic and power to you. So to prove himself, which I think it's kind of funny that literally the God of gods has to prove himself, but he had to go and he hung himself from a branch of a tree and pierced himself with a spear. And he was kind of, I guess he was kind of hanging upside down because he looked down into the pool of water below. He was just staring, waiting on the runes to reveal themselves to him. Uh, he told all the other gods, don't help me. I'm just going to stare at this pool of water until these runes come and show me what they're all about. And so he stayed in this teetering between life and death state for nine days and nine nights, just hanging here. And at the end of the ninth night, he saw in the depths of the pool, the shapes of the runes. So the shapes were, the runes were kind of manifesting into like a physical shape, which I don't know how they used to be, but now when I see like little rune stones, they're just like these little stones. So I guess he was seeing like them come up. Uh, and so at this point, the runes accepted his sacrifice and they actually showed their selves to him and he learned the secrets and wisdom within them. And following this, Odin became one of the mightiest and most accomplished beings in the entire cosmos. And he basically had all the knowledge and wisdom about everything in the world. So basically these runes held everything and he discovered it. Which basically, in my mind, like, so this story of him discovering the runes, uh, it's originated in an old Norse poem titled Havamal. And so in my mind, I just think that obviously he's the god of the world. He knows everything. But how does he know everything? We got we to gotta have a backstory. And so that was kind of the backstory. And I think, I don't know, obviously, the exact way it worked. But I assume that people just translated the runes into now you have like the runes give you some sort of wisdom and intuition kind of like Odin has when you like work with them yourself. Um, but that's how he got so smart. He got them runes. Um, but you know, there's obviously a lot more to Odin that you can go into. He's a part of a bunch of different stories. Uh, but that is an overview of him. The most powerful Norse god Odin. So beautiful. So smart. Uh, so scary in the war and battle. Um, maybe one day if I die in battle, I can go see him, hang out, drink some liquor, eat some boar. Uh, I might have to dip out before Ragnarok. I don't really want to have to battle the giants. That's fair. Um, again, I don't want to go to Ragnarok. It don't sound fun to me no. perhaps if we just get in the back of the line you know the back of the group we can kind of fade away that's what i'm hoping because at this point there's got to be a lot of there's got to be a lot of warriors in valhalla right it's got to be a shit ton. i would hope so but by, by now by now there should be a decent amount yeah with all these wars we got going on yeah there's got to be a lot well thank you for that you're welcome Telling us about the great and powerful odin I hope I did him proud. If not, he might come down and stab me with his spear tonight in my sleep. Stay tuned. He's going to he's going to take you down. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, either that or his son Thor is just going to 
strike you with some lightning. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so. Um, what's our theme for next week, Taylor? Next week, our theme is crimes of passion. Ooh. So, going back true crimey, I feel like we had a double dose of, you know, kind of, well, not spooky. It was kind of, I don't know, not cryptidy. I don't even know what I would call it. Like, mythology I feel like both of them were a little, last week and this week were like yeah. that. Yeah. Informational. Uh, They've been very informational because we thought you guys could use some educational. It's just been very educational. educational. <laughs> we've just, we've just been teaching you about history. There will be a quiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so go ahead and click the link in our bio for, for a quiz. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. Maybe if I have a lot of time on my hands one day, maybe I'll do it. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Look, a little, a little Kahoot quiz or something. I love Kahoot. Uh, but yes, next week, Crimes of Passion. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Facebook. Twitter. I don't know why I say Twitter. We don't post on Twitter. Uh, rate and review us on Ooh, Apple Podcasts. Five stars. You can say something. Leave a nice review. Also, Spotify has recently opened up to where you can give podcasts. Like, you can't actually say words, but you can give a star rating. So if you're on Spotify, give us a five star rating. I gave us one to test it out to see how it was. And you literally just, like, click five stars. So if you want to do that, or if you don't use Apple Podcasts, um, Go do that. That would be nice. I don't really know what that means for us, but I'm sure it means something. I'm sure it means something. Um, what it means, couldn't say. Hope it's something good. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's. I guess we'll find out if y'all roast us in the reviews. Um, then I guess it'll be bad. But if you don't roast us, if you praise us, it'd be good. Yeah. So you know, hopefully your New Year's resolution was to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. That should be your everyday resolution. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. Uh, anyways, we will see you next week for Crimes of Passion. Until then, stay weird. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>